Take three, take two, sucked. First one. Yo. Break it up. Yo, I break it up and spit it like tobacco in right fields. I'm acting like a savage and exploding like minefields. So much aggression and expression of minefields. Like fighting for my life, a rap attacker with mic skills. The time is critical and ticking like time bombs. My offense is pivotal, my lyrics will bear arms. My defense is evident, I block and I jab back, duck and attack and smack him with the back of my left hand. Just like a horror movie, moment you ran it to me. An evil spirit, you hear it and now you'll never lose me. Call it some braggadocious magic like hocus pocus, tiger with a little bit of the dragon lotus who needs a bodyguard i'll hit your body hard 55 hit combo to split your phony squad thinking faster than brain matter can spark a thought plan a suggestion inception before the script was bought battle with axes and hammers and bullets blazing call it amazing the way i'm raiding your masquerade my man <laughs> hey what's up buddy hey can you hear hear us all uh okay yeah i can hear you Tully, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Hey, what's up, man? It's Johnny. How's it going, dude? Good, good, good. Good to, good to talk to you again. Yeah, are we on the air now? Uh, yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay, yeah. Good to talk to you again, man. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man, Ty, I just want to thank you for coming on and taking the time out of your day uh, to start us all off. Um, I'm sure you have a giant busy schedule at everything that you do. Yeah, definitely. Are we talking about what like happened at like Hell in the Cell? We can if you want to. Um, that was horrible. I don't know how you feel about I, uh, it. My opinions are different because like I'm kind of like I know that everyone wanted to see the scene beat Seth Rollins. Yep. But for having Seth go into the matter of it, he had to do like had to disqualify himself. Yeah, it made, it made the character of the scene even more scary than it is. Oh, I would agree to that. Um, the only yeah. thing that didn't make sense to me, uh, maybe you could peel back the curtain a little bit, being kind of inside the business. Um, in a no disqualification match, right? How do you DQ someone in a no disqualification match? Uh, you just call. I mean, like, it, it. It. They try to make it real, and I mean, like, this is the first time ever. I feel like the they've done something like this. I feel like because, like, we've all seen finishes and we've all seen outcomes of matches before, and this one was kind of different because everyone suspected, oh, you know, the scene's gonna beat Seth at Hell in the Cell. I didn't think he would have, you know, of uh, actually beat him because I think they want the the spectacle of you not knowing where the fiend's gonna go on the quote unquote draft. So I figured they would have caused some shine of shenanigans to have, you know, Rollins keep the title. Well yeah, of course. And this whole like I mean, let's put it this way, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. First and foremost, yes, I'm in the 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 world of entertainment and wrestling and all sorts of hats, but like it's a good time to be a wrestling fan because you don't like Monday Night Raw? You can watch AEW. If you don't like AEW, you can watch the NWA. Yeah, there's four or five different main companies with Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, AEW now, and then you have all like the indie shows uh, up and down the Americas. Oh yeah, it's, it's indies all, all around the world. Oh yeah. 
So, I mean, uh, me personally, I haven't watched wrestling since the Stone Cold era. And just with, okay. with all this buzz that's been going on with AEW, it actually kind of pulled me back in. I, I did watch the premiere and I uh, I did watch the, the kind of the refresher episode the night before leading up to it to kind of bring me up to speed. And, you know, if I was completely oblivious and you told me WWE went away and this was the new thing, it was almost like it was seamless. You know what I yeah. mean? The quality was that of like that WE did the WWE like level that I remember from when I watched it back. That's kind of what I was mentioning to you uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago of like the quality of where it is to like what when you stopped. Right. I feel like professional wrestling or just wrestling in general is very ADD in the sense of like you don't have the stars like back in the Monday Night Wars like Hogan and Sting and Goldberg and Nash and Hall and you had. The Rock, Stone Cold, and Taker, and Kane, and Triple H. You know. Yeah. You don't have you don't have those guys because like, I feel like the fan now is just so ADD. They're just like, all right, do something else, do something else, do something else, and like, yeah, it's the way to like, everybody for people to stick, and some stuff doesn't stick on the wall. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like a good character, like like it's like Finn Finn Balor. He's back on NXT, you know. Yeah. Really great talent, but like, did he really need to go back to NXT? You Uh, know. Personally, I don't think so. I think they should have just kind of booked him a little better on Raw or SmackDown. Um, I feel like the NXT crowd is more of a hardcore fan base versus kind of like the everyday. You know, mom and pop bringing their kids to a wrestling show with Raw and SmackDown. Oh yeah, totally. I, I I agree that the NXT is definitely more of a pro wrestling audience. But the thing is, like with WWE, a WWE fan is a, a general WWE fan doesn't really know about indie wrestling. Oh doesn't no, doesn't really know about AEW. So when they saw, like, they know what Impact is. You know. Yeah. But, like, now they have all this different flavor that adds to the, the pizza of professional wrestling. You know, it's it's definitely changing. And, like, let's see what happens. Like, my opinion is way different than a lot of people. I, I think the AEW is a good product. It's just not for me. I, I do think the NWA, the thing that, the power thing that they aired, yep. um, I that was pretty cool. That was kind of like homage to old school, like NWA. That be that was pretty cool. Yep. Having like the old sound sets and like having like Nick all this talk on the like he was like talking to you know he was doing like he was like imitating being like Flair or like Tully Blanchard on the you know on the TV. But that was pretty cool. But it's gonna be very interesting here on out to see what sticks and what stays. I gave AEW five years okay. to stick until something happens. Because, like, yeah, they definitely have a good track record. But the thing is, it's got people that are like the people that watch Attitude Era and just never really watch wrestling ever since because they're like, oh, wrestling is like, you watch wrestling? You know, it's like when I first broke in into wrestling. Like, it was kind of funny. Like, you're a wrestler? Now it's like, oh, man, you're a pro wrestler man like you know like the young bucks you know like too sweet it's like the fans know our our carny words you know yeah and like 
it's that's so interesting with that. And I guess like I believe kayfabe is alive. Well, you know, some people think kayfabe is dead. If kayfabe is dead, then how the fuck did Jack Swagger debut in AEW? Is my question. Um, <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. So just for for us like really green newbies, can can we get an explanation on kayfabe? Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a just just a quick explanation? Like it's really funny with like. I mean, like, yeah, I'm. I've never really made it in the like in wrestling. I've had handful of personas I performed as, and I've had a lot of fun. And you know, I've never really held a legacy like title career like all these other guys and everything like that. I've just had fun, you know. It was something to do on the weekends, and you know, now that I'm going into other ventures with my music and my acting, and you know that stuff is coming good coming out i really can't talk about it because something big's happening oh oh um, uh well congratulations um thanks i, know I can't really talk no I, yeah yeah I so I'll, I'll, I'll i'll message you guys about it okay oh, cool cool but, yeah uh, we're but, looking forward to hearing yeah. about that but either way congratulations um that's thanks, awesome man. to hear uh now with you know rolling into uh wrestling and and acting did uh wrestling help you transition into acting just because of everything that you had for say like you all your personas that you personified and you know i uh i tell this to every, i used to tell this to people back in the day i was in college i studied theater to be to be a better professional wrestler to be a better talker and that was like the stupidest excuse ever to go to acting school <laughs> but uh but instead of being an illustrator and graphic designer, I decided just to go into acting school and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, some transition with it, but not all the way, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I work, I do stunts for TV and film, and I've done some stuff. But people are like, oh, has wrestling helped your stunt training? And I'm like, very little. You know, I, it knows, I like, they know that I have a background in pro wrestling if they ever call a dude that needs to, wrestle on you know in a movie or a tv show yeah you know yeah because those are but, totally uh, different stunts you know you're, it's like a but uh it, it, it i mean like i always tell guys that are like you know wrestling and stuff like that and they're just like well how do i find a character i'm like well it finds with you you know you just find something that like sticks you know like i've done a thousand a million gimmicks pretty much like a thousand one gimmicks the characters and stuff like that. And I try to stick them on the wall, you know, and try to see what works and doesn't work. And some stuff works. Some stuff is just like, Oh, that's kind of hokey, you know, being a, but, uh, a giant wrestling fan like myself, I, I enjoy the hokey and the weird. So with me, you probably would have, you know, gotten over like Rover. What's up? Uh, like I enjoy like the hokey gimmicks and like the, and like the weird gimmicks. So with me, you definitely oh, would have. Oh, dude, I, I, I love, uh, dude, I, I know everyone shits on this era, but I love the new generation era. Oh, yeah. With the, the early 90s. Yeah, with the, because the mascot gimmicks. That and... was awesome to watch. Yeah. Because that, like, you look back on that, you're like, no, Duke the Dumpster would never work. The spoiler <laughs> would never work. I love Whaling Papa Shango. Whaling Mercy never work. And what happened? Whaling Mercy evolved into Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know? It's a recycle, almost. Yeah, well, wrestling is a continuous circle, pretty much. You can even go back to recycle with Ric Flair being Nature Boy, for crying out loud. Yeah, the Buddy Rogers. Yep. 
and then like yeah like i mean like let's just see what happens it's a, it's a very fun time to watch wrestling to be part of wrestling and everything like that um people ask me all the time do i think wrestling's ever gonna like is the wwe going to disappear no oh yeah i don't Vince mcmahon will be dead and there will still be the wwe yeah i, I would agree to that it's kind of like a stanley marvel comics they're just you know stanley's gone but we still have marvel you know it it just goes onward, you know. It's it's bigger than one individual, I'd say, right? Oh yeah, totally, exactly, exactly like comics with Stanley and the Marvel universe and everything like that. Like the WWE will always be here, you know. Pro wrestling will always be in some shape or form, you know. So, do you think that there could be a chance where? somebody could rise as large as the WWE to challenge them, like kind of like the way WCW did back in the day? You think, oh, like uh, like Paul Heyman did with ECW? Yeah, um, or any one of the other ones. Do you think there could ever be something as big as then? I mean, I look at the products now, and I'm just, I mean, everyone's leaning towards AEW. I'm just seeing what happens, you know? Right, right. I think what they have, I'm like, when people ask me, like, what did I think of AEW's, like, first show? Yeah, it was great to see some of my friends on that show, you know? Like, I know some people that were, you know, wrestled on that show, and I was very happy for them to have a platform to showcase their talents. But I say to people all the time like that, like, that's kind of like the show that, like, on a larger scale of what an independent wrestling show is, you know? Right, it's like a blend of the old and the new, just so much so that it's kind of like an even balance between the two, would you say? I could see that. I mean, like... Because, like, I mean, you have the familiarity I mean, of Jim Ross's voice, right? That's kind of what wrote me in as being somebody who didn't watch wrestling very oh, frequently. Oh, yeah, like, I know a lot you know? of people that, like, started watching AEW again, well, started watching wrestling again, was to hear Jim Ross's voice, to hear Tony Schiavone. I mean, like, that's kind of cool. That's, like, the whole nostalgia factor. It's kind of funny hearing... Like Tony Schiavone's saying, it's the Bellator. I'm sorry to go back to Jack Swagger, but when he's like, it's the undefeated guy from Bellator, I'm like, oh, God. Like, that's how you're going to hype him up? You should have just been like, doesn't he work for the other company like they did with Moxley, for crying out loud? You know, but nope, he he was long gone in the WWE, so they're just like, let's just make him like the undefeated Bellator fighter. All right, cool. I still remember he was the world champion with the list. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was actually but, at the, the AEW show last night, and uh, you had mentioned, uh, like, the old-time fans where they just stopped watching um, after, like, the whole Attitude Era type of thing. Uh, the guy I sat next to literally stopped watching when they, you know, had switched over, and he was telling me that he canceled the WWE Network because he was only watching the WCW shows, and now that AEW's back, yeah. that's what he's going to watch now. Well, if you look at it, too, like, AEW has that kind of, it, it has that WCW feel. But the cool thing that, like, WWE picked up on, it was like, all right, let's change stuff. Let's change our set. Let's evolve. Because when you watch something that's been over, like, a thousand episodes, or I don't know how long, Raw or SmackDown has been. I think, like, there have been over a 1,000 now. Yeah. But, like, you got to change the formula. You, you can't, like, it should be, like, seasons now. It should be, like, ten, like 
50, like 23 episodes, new season, new yep. sets, new stories. Now, maybe they can do that, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, take a, a kind of like a couple weeks off or a month off or so, kind of recharge everybody and then come back. Well, they've done that with some of the guys. They've done that with they've done that with Finn Balor when he got attacked by the Phoenix. Remember, he took time off. Yeah, he went and got married, and, and then he came back and got like a big pop. Like back in the day, none of those guys had days off. They really had. They wrestled for three hundred and thirty-five days or three hundred sixty-five days. Yeah, you know, there was no off season and stuff like that. I remember seeing commercials of that as a kid. Was like, we don't have an off season, but like. If you have a show, if you're going to be, if WWE is going to go to the sports entertainment route, maybe do the whole 23 episodes and then have like a mid-season finale that goes to a pay-per-view and then the last one just like 23 episodes and then WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. I mean, but if they do that, they'll be like WrestleMania 60 in no time. Oh yeah, or use like the um the big four, so like SummerSlam. Or um, like the Rumble, Survivor Series, the the big main ones yeah. as like your end of season finales. Well, I've always remembered well, that yeah. those pay per views were like really special because there were so few of them, right? Yeah, and and that's kind of what made them so special and made them so kind of valuable on a, on a monetary level. You know, people would pay fifty bucks because basically, like comic books, they would build these storylines that would have payoffs. In these, at the end, in these final yeah, up to WrestleMania and yeah, to uh, SummerSlam, exactly. It's like it's like it's like watching the uh, several issues of a crossover in comics come to a culmination. Yeah, if fuck if fucking CW can make an infinite crisis on infinite Earth, <laughs> WWE, yeah, I, I I may be a fucking Hulk, Hulk like a fucking muscular dude, but I'm kind of nerdy too. Yeah, right on. Well, I mean, we met like, at a Comic Con, right? We met at C two E two. And you were yeah, dressed as I'm Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. So, I mean, like, total nerd cred, my friend. <laughs> Nerds. Nerds. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, that's how I think wrestling should work. Is if you're going to make wrestling, make it like a TV show. Have 23 episodes. In your midseason, have some conflict. Have a pay-per-view. And boom. And that's what makes what, make wrestling interesting. Now it'll be a crunch time to cram everything into everything, you know. But I mean, that's part of what production budget is, right? Now, do you feel like the yeah. do you feel like the writing nowadays is kind of stale? Maybe they could use a real shot in the arm by bringing in maybe um, uh, I think the, comic I people think or something. Re- I, I think the writing now is fine. I think the writing from two thousand and two to two thousand and nine was like awful because right. like they really. They really didn't know what to do, but I think because like a lot of people ask me too, too, like, what do you think of the roster? I think the roster now is the best it's ever been. And people are like, well, what about the Attitude Era? There was everyone was a star on the Attitude Era. Like, yeah, but everyone was a star in this era too. Oh yeah, keep that in mind. That well, that like, was, and that was a very different era too. Things were very popular then that wouldn't fly nowadays. Or you know, there's a little bit of a. You different... got the Lucha fucking house party, fucking wrestling the OC for crying out loud. Yeah, they didn't win or anything like that, but still, they're fucking working the top like trio. Yeah, you know. And then you, I mean, like, yeah, Leo Rush. Came back to NXT as well. They gave him the cruiserweight strap. I guess now the, the NXT now has a cruiserweight belt now. 
Yeah, there was uh, talks of moving the uh, 205 Live to NXT. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing about 205 Live was they were trying to cram in something. Like, that was too much wrestling, in my opinion. That was like, you go to SmackDown, and then you stick around for 205 Live. The reason why the crowd wasn't really into it was like, fuck, they got there at 6 o'clock. It's already, like, 11.30. Yeah, it's almost like WrestleMania when, you know, the main event comes on and half the people are gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's just see what happens in the next couple months. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very exciting, you know. Um, let's see how NWA does. Let's see how, you know. It's it's interesting to see NWA, you know. But uh, let's see how they do and stuff like that. Got nothing against Corgan running his thing. Um, do you like him running uh, NWA better than TNA? Uh, you know what? TNA has some fun stuff in it. I mean, they had David Arquette, for crying out loud, to redeem himself that he can actually wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and also they have guys that are on platforms and stuff like that. They're elevating people. And then, you know, I, I think Ring of Honor is doing great, too. But I know I hear they're struggling. But, like, I'm still, it's a different, it's a product for people to watch. You know? Yeah, I would say uh, the last I, Ring of Honor show was that was more of the uh, the hardcore fan. Yeah, I find it funny when now it's not. I mean, like, were you guys ever around for tape trading? Because I wasn't. Who? Did you guys ever trade tapes? To uh, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So actually, I did. Oh, yeah. I, I did that only mainly for you know. So I went to those first few ECW shows back in the day that were still at like you know the Greyhound racetrack here in Boston and, you know, like the IBEW hall. So I actually, I did trade some of those tapes just to find the shows I went to. That's, that's for sure. I feel like that'll be very interesting to see what the new age of tape trading is. Well, that's probably more YouTube, right? It just gets up to, uploaded it's to YouTube. It's going to be more YouTube or I think people are just going to have thumb drives to be like, Hey man, I got this match of like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, Tama against uh, Hazuki in like a freaking like, yeah. There's yeah. also um, the Game Changer Wrestling, those guys, which is, uh, those guys are going ruthless. It's like they do Kings of Hardcore matches and that fixes that. It's just funny to see everyone have a little niche in every thread. I'm sure there's threads that have like the same problem. Like you guys go to indie shows, I'm guaranteed, I think. And I there's always... I was, something different with everything, you know? Yeah, I was just going like, to interject real quick and say that there's stuff that I saw at those early ECW shows that I will always remember, I will absolutely never forget, and I don't think I would ever see again. Like, I mean, I, I was at an, a very small, like, IBEW hall in Waltham, and I saw Spike Dudley jump from a 30-foot balcony into a ring. It was just mind blowing, and I don't think I'll ever see anything as that spectacular and that low of a scale again. I just think there were certain peaks that maybe we hit then, right? Yeah, because these guys want to these guys want to perform for a very long time, you know. Right, right. Um, I just think, yeah, it's just it's just wild what wrestling is looking like right now. I never, I never thought wrestling would become this, you know. I thought WWE would just be WWE, and then when people are like, oh, by the way, like, there's a new Fed coming out with Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho and everything like that, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll hear it when it comes out. And then it <laughs> comes out, I'm like, oh, shit, this is actually real. You know, I'm like, holy fuck. 
Oh shit! I can't say that on air. No, you no, can't. Can. It's a podcast. Go for it. Yeah, say whatever you well, want. Fuck you, shit, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mind is fucking blown, dude. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, well, why did you fucking just tell me, fuckers? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it was like, it's really interesting though. It's there's different flavors of wrestling, and there's different wrestling for everybody. You know. Oh with yeah. The the kings of hardcore is for game changer wrestling. With the guys that want something that's like an ultra, I call AEW alternative entertainment wrestling. You know, I, I think that's, that's a very accurate. It. It's an alternative to the E. I think that's a very accurate representation of them. They really are the, and that's kind of what EC uh, WCW was the alternative to WWE. If you couldn't tune into one, you yeah, tune into WCW, the other. I mean. I love the network for many reasons. One of the reasons is I can watch old school wrestling because I love world class. I love mid south. I love WCW. I even like bad WCW. I used to do a bad WCW night at my house or my friend's house, and we would watch like <laughs> WCW 2000. Okay, like the end of WCW, and be like, "Hey, look, it's, it's AJ Styles before he's the phenomenal one. He's looking like a freaking idiot," you know. <laughs> That's too funny. But like, I feel like what what happened with WCW was they all defected to they all defected away from WWE to work for Ted Turner for more money. But in that turn, it was just a bunch of guys that just didn't really. Ha I mean, like, yeah, they people are like, oh, they didn't really showcase the younger guys. They did. They showcased the cruiserweights. They showcased the Mexicans. You know. WWE wasn't doing a good job with WC with the cruiserweights. They were making them go on Sunday Night Heat. Who remembers watching Sunday Night Heat? Not many people. You know, I forgot that Sunday Night Heat even existed. <laughs> um, but it's funny. It seems like nowadays they don't even have a class system in place anymore. You know what I mean? Like uh, watching Sammy Guerrero, or I'm sorry, I pronounced his name Sammy wrong. Sammy Guevara. Guevara, yeah, go against Cody last week in the opening match. Like it seemed like. They were just so proportionally mismatched. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, again, I'm coming yeah, in kind of a newbie but, green greenhorn here, but but the thing is, that's what wrestling is. You know, some people look at like, why is this guy who's like 430 pounds wrestling a guy that's 110 pounds? We all know who's going to win that match. The guy <laughs> that weighs 110 pounds. Just kidding. The guy who's 430. <laughs> oh, come on. Unless it's WrestleMania three and Hulk Hogan years. slams Andre the Giant, right? Yeah, exactly. WrestleMania 3 will just nuke the fucking indie show. Um, <laughs> but I also tell people, too, this. Imagine if the wrestling we had now was the Attitude Era back then. With the talent they have now, I'm talking about WWE. I'm not talking about AEW. Yeah. Do you think the talent now in WWE would survive in the Attitude Era? Maybe some guys, but not all. Oh, I think it would lean more into a how well they built their character. I think a lot of these guys well, yeah, now are just uh, they're just playing themselves, at, like like on their sleeve. You know what I mean? There's not much to their character. They're pretty. They're they're but a lot of th but uh, the guys in the attitude there were kind of like themselves too. If you look at The Rock, The sure. Rock was just turned up eleven notches. Stone yeah. Cold was just Stone Cold. Triple H was Triple H. You sure. know. Yeah, Kane and Undertaker were kind of like Lords of Darkness characters, but like stuff like that. Sure. But if you look at back, if you look at now, would you put it back then too? 
I think the fiend would survive. Um, uh, but they wouldn't know what to do with it. Oh yeah, they kind of got lost in the like. Even when Goldust, they had no idea what to do with him in the Attitude Era. So uh, yeah. I have no idea who the fiend is, but just hearing you guys say that just immediately invokes memories of mankind. Am I kind of yeah? On uh, the, the same fiend boat? is very much. It is very much a Kane mankind character. He's okay. Very, he's a very deranged dude. Okay. Um, that's put it in perspective. Robert De Niro, Kate Fear. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Speaking in tongues yeah. as he's falling into the, sinking into the water. I like that. Yeah. So. Uh, I have to show you some. How uh, I best describe. Uh, yeah, Kate Fear definitely is <laughs> definitely the scene in Bray Wyatt, in my opinion. With a little bit um, of like the Shining sprinkled in. With like, um, you remember Kevin Sullivan with the Army of Darkness? Oh yeah, the devil. So, oh, yeah, make that like a weird Army of Darkness Kevin Sullivan with Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay, I can see that. So alternate personality kind of thing. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. But if you, like, mention, like, Waylon Mercy, they're like, who? And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, it's Dan Spivey for crying out loud. It's been hours. Um, so how does one character yeah. pull out of that? All right, so now you're the fiend, right? How do you transition from that character now? Or does this guy just hang up his boots? You keep on playing mind games. <laughs> I guess, right? And then you just you show up normal. You show up as Bray I Wyatt. Would, right? I think what they sh- I, I think what they should do is what they try to do with Mark. Uh, what they try to do with uh, Taker back in the day was when they had a fake Undertaker. If you remember that. Oh, I do remember. Yeah. That. And if they have a guy impose as the fiend while Bray Wyatt is on TV and saying that. The fiend is not me. I am not the fiend. You know, this is just an identity. You know, this is just, a, you know, I can't control anymore. It's come out of me. You know, if oh, they can try to do something like, like a, that. It's almost cool. like a symbiote where it just takes form of whoever is next to him. You know, if they really want to play it up in a shtick, they can do it like some holy character comes and exercises the demon out of him. And then the fiend now, like you said, becomes a separate wrestler. And then could you imagine exactly. a, can you imagine a pay-per-view where you know Bray Wyatt now has to wrestle the fiend which was then himself yeah, it'll be pretty interesting that's so I mean, comic booky I love that that's Adam Warlock and Magus in the Infinity Crusade I love that exactly because like if that's something you can do um you can still do what they do with Taker all the time every time you hear dong or if you hear let me in people fucking pop for it Oh yeah, you know, and it's he a mask too. Have so to like, do the manable claw for crying out loud, or like show up. He just has to let me in. Lights off, crazy shit. Lights that go on. The fucking people like the wrestlers should just react to. Oh shit, this guy's scary. Because if you guys remember, people were fucking afraid of Taker back in the day. Oh yeah, but I feel like people are more afraid of the fiend than anything. Yeah, that mask is something. And that's why when people were like complaining about the finish of Hell in a Cell and they're like, oh, this is bullshit, you know, what the fuck, 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 you know, I'm like, yeah, how many times did they say fuck? Um, <laughs> but no, like, legit, like, people are like, oh, he got DQ'd and fuck this shit and we want a refund and AEW champ broke out. And I'm just like, it was smart that they didn't make either one win because it makes the scene even more powerful that Seth couldn't beat him because he didn't know what to do. It protects both of them. It elevates both of them. It brings it 
still elevates the Universal Championship and everything like that. And it brings back the baby that he's like, yeah, I don't know how I can destroy this guy. You know, maybe they can try to do a casket match, you know? Yeah. You know, I think that they should go back to having more of those gimmick matches and doing like a, a larger production value, right? I mean, the, the cooler thing was like, you know, when you had these larger than life characters that seemed like just left of reality, right? And a lot of that had to do with just a larger production value. Do you think that some of the, you know, WWE or some of these other uh, larger outfits that they just need to invest more in their production? Yeah, I mean, WWE's kind of doing that right now with their, with their like, stage and everything like that. And they're definitely, there's more production than ever with them because, holy shit, I get so many alerts of what's going on in the WWE. If you look at Instagram, I mean, shit. Everyone's on their freaking phone and seeing what's going on. Hell, they had that 24 title, which a lot of people didn't like, but it, it was entertaining when you got an alert of, like, our truth like, going through an airport, you know? <laughs> Falling asleep on the plane. Yeah, like, at first I was just like, you're kind of, like, destroying Crash Holly's career. But then my friend's like, no, I give it a chance. And then it got more entertaining, you know? Wrestling will always be entertaining. It's a male soap opera for men and, and yeah. <laughs> kids and whoever, you know? Now, you had um, uh, mentioned, like, seasons and, uh, like, build-ups. Now, did you ever watch uh, Lucha Underground? Yeah. Um, Lucha Underground was fun in the sense of it felt like a movie. I, yeah, I would agree. You know? It felt like a Robert Rodriguez film, both with luchadors. Well, and then they got kind of weird, but that's okay because we all need to get weird in wrestling. Oh, you yeah. know, so the the lucha the lucha wrestlers did have supporting films like back in the day as well, right? Because they were kind of like Hulk Hogan, where they were they were as big as the sport plus some, so they could have a oh, movie. Oh, if you go back to like you know, if you go back to Santo and Blue Demon, fucking Santo beat the shit out of fucking Frankenstein and the Vamp. And fucking Dracula once. <laughs> and they beat up the wolf, man. I mean, like, Mexican wrestlers, luchadors, are like freaking live-action superheroes. They never take off the mask. They never break character and everything like that. They are just that all the time. You know? Yeah, I, well, I mean, so they. I, I just remember seeing photos of luchadors that are in, like, you know, they're in suits, but they're still wearing the mask because they have to protect their identity. Yeah. That's very comic booky. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, Lucha Underground didn't really do that, but like I mean, Lucha Underground had luchadors and everything like that. But then like it just was. I felt like Lucha Underground was like Robert Rodriguez is like I don't know if he. I know he. It was on his network. I think that was on it. The El Rey Network. I don't know if that's his network or anything like that. A lot of his movies are on there. Um, but. uh yeah, it was very much like a movie as. And then, like, they went weirdness, but we want weirdness in wrestling. Shit, we had fucking kitty pics when I out loud. <laughs> we all know how that turned out. Yeah, and wait, didn't we have the gobbly gooker, right? What was that from back in the day? Didn't, wasn't there, like, a turkey? Yeah, we had the gobbly gooker. Yeah, that's right. Um, what Doink, Doink the Clown. I love that's Doink. Pretty, that's pretty weird, right? Doink, was Doink the, the shit. Clown. We had Duke the Dumpster. We had Barry Horowitz. The Repo Man. Like a, who became like a Jewish lawyer in the process. We had <laughs> fucking Michael Wall Street. I mean, like, come on. Wrestling, PN News, we had, wrestling is fucking weird, you know? 
That's why I enjoy it. <laughs> and then there was the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. For kind of a while, we had a guy that said, do you smell what the rock is cooking? But you never <laughs> knew what the fuck he was actually cooking. We it just kind of... just a fucking catchphrase. You know, you so... You realize that? So I think that catchphrase, much like a chip is to salsa, that catchphrase was just basically a delivery system for his charisma. Uh, yeah, I get that. It's like yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Or, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Thing I yeah, I love that as my catchphrase in wrestling. You think I am, motherfuckers? <laughs> I love that. Your ass. Um, God, I wonder who was writing that script at the time for Die Hard. I'd be like, oh, man, got to think of a catchphrase, man. There we go. So we have to think about it. Look, what, look at Bruce Willis at that time, right? This is an era where you have Stallone, you have Schwarzenegger. There's these... Beefy, beefy dudes, and you know you had like you know Bruno from Moonlighting. <laughs> you know how do you make him badass? Well, you know you have yeah, him. Hey, you have him lose his shoes, walk on glass. You think we're going back to like beefy soup, like beefy muscle, like action actors. Yeah, because I feel like we have the beefy action actors for like superhero stuff, but then I feel like we have like the everyday guy like Liam Nielsen that was like with all his weird movies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a little bit more on the common man kind of level, like Jason Bourne. See, like that's like those movies are. I think were spun more from like the fact that J, like the Bourne movies were like kind of like really popular, and they weren't quite James Bond. They weren't quite common man. They were somewhere in between. You know what I mean? They were the Bionic Man. We all know the Jason Bourne <laughs> was the, the precursor to the sixteen, the six million dollar man. Yeah. Oh, all, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like to see, you know, Steve Austin, the six million dollar man, maybe uh, you know, Snake Pliskin and Liam Neeson from Take and all like just sharing a beer. Oh, that's a good <laughs> that segment. That'd be a fucking yeah. weird ass fucking movie. Todd Phillips should direct that. Right, um, right. <laughs> uh speaking of uh, I know we're speaking off topic, Chelsea Joker. We, I'm going fry I'm going tomorrow, actually. Yeah, so I haven't I seen it yet. I haven't seen it. What have you seen it? Do me a favor, guys. Go eat ice cream afterwards. <laughs> you you need that to kind of even out the tone of the movie. Oh fuck! It's dark as fuck. I love the movie, but I have a weird brain. Right. Back to being weird, I have a weird brain for fucking movies and everything like that. So but one of my favorite martial art films is like the story of Ricky O. And if you've never seen that, YouTube that when you get off the phone. Okay. And it's the weirdest like martial art film of all time. But I'm just saying, back to Joker. It's just out there. It's like, and people are like, oh, it's making fun of people's mental illness. No, it's not. This is based, like, people always, I, I, the biggest argument now is like, is Joaquin the best Joker now? Wow. I tell so, people all the time this. I was going to ask you. Depending at, on what you see as your Joker, that is what you consider your best Joker. Right. I was going to say, do you see a lot of the actual comic book character in his performance, or is it just kind of like it's a really good version? It's a really his take is a, just a good different take on it. He's up there with with Heath in the sense of they took the character and made it its own, but I would not consider that a comic book Joker. Okay, so he's not a comic book iteration. It's closer to like his own thing. Yeah, there's some like there's some comic book iteration with it, okay. you know. I'm not going to spoil it, but there right. is some aspect of it. But it's not like 
oh, you're going to see this guy fall in the fat of chemicals and he's going to be bleached white skin and go crazy. No, this dude's just mad. And the thing is, he's so fucking ill in the sense of like, you're like, is he like serious or is he kidding? Right. You know? Yeah. And and so, and just so for me, looking at it from a perspective of a really big film fan and a really big comic book fan, the trailer reminded me. As a big me, film fan, you're going to put it up there as one of the best films you've seen in 2019. I'm sure I will. I just, I can tell just from the cinematography alone, I, I could probably agree with you there. But it's yeah, funny. As it's like. Film nerd, as a film nerd that I am, you're going to get like rich, legit, like, oh shit, this is so fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, I you can know, see and that. They set the movie right in the opening fucking number, in the sense of like they do when when you watch the movie, they play. I'm not spoiling the movie, but they play the old Warner Brothers logo from the '80s. Oh wow! So that, that sets, sets the tone the time period right, right off the bat. So it looks like you're watching an old movie. I watched this uh, at the Music Box in Chicago, which is an awesome theater. If you ever come to Chicago, mm-hmm. it's like a cool theater. They have like bad seats but besides the point of sometimes they play like 70 millimeter film and that's what I saw in Joker and uh, it gave it that gradient feel and it was just fucking perfect to watch it in you know and yeah yeah, the acting's great the ensemble's great Um, but yeah Joaquin Dark darker than fucking Heath Ledger so you know? when I saw the trailer, I didn't see the comic book character. I saw a cross between King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Oh, it totally is, and like I see that too. Like I mean, you like I mean? I, it's it's fair. It like and people even said that like it's Todd Phillips's love letter to Martin Scorsese. You know, right? But like there is comic book element in there, but it's it's such a different comic book feel that this might turn. Because DC already announced that this is considered their DC dark or DC like black black, black series, something. yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, like I'm like that's cool. I'd rather see that, and like I'm so happy like they didn't have Rob- I'm a spoiler. There's no Robert Pattinson, you know. <laughs> I was going like, to say yes. so. You don't expect <laughs> to see people shouldn't go into the movie expecting to see Batman, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. This is fucking the Joker. Right. Right. You know? So it's funny that there's this Joker movie. It's funny to see these comic book movies coming out that are featuring villains that aren't tied to their like superhero like Venom. Look at Venom. They made a Venom movie without Spider Man. That's mind blowing because they're so intertwined with each other. The same thing with Batman and Joker. It's almost like it almost seems like you can't have one without the other, but lo and behold, yeah, but then you have here they're doing do the cheesy line in the afterwards to be like there's going to be carnage. I'm like, really, motherfucker? Really? <laughs> uh, With a really, really bad man? wig? With what a re- could that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the uh, the, the bad wig Woody Harrelson trilogy from uh, Hunger Games to Scanner Darkly to Venom. Wh- which wig is the worst that Har- Woody Harrelson's in? <laughs> well, it's going to be in Zombieland 2. It's going to be funny. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, besides that though, um, yeah, go like yeah, go eat some ice cream after watching Joker. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be looking forward to going to see that. It yeah. sounds like it's a real mental trip. What's up? I said I'm gonna be looking forward to seeing that. It sounds like it's a real mental trip. Say it one more time, sorry. Like it I sounds like it's up. just gonna be a real tripped out movie, like a real like mental trip. Mind oh, yeah, fuck, totally, like mind fuck. Yeah. But, uh, listen, well, listen, guys, I gotta get ready for work. Yeah, it was man. Nice talking with you guys both. 
Yeah, so before you go, I mean, we appreciate how you had, you know, having you on and stuff. Is there anything you know you just need to promote for yourself? Things you just want to point people into, or just any final words? Yeah, um, got a new album. It's called Air Care. It's on my Bandcamp, Billy Club Master Chef. Have a listen. Um, I can't say the other thing just because. Yep, understand. Yeah, secret. Understand. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out Billy Club Master Chef. It's my band. Um, it's gonna be a fun time weird music it's uh industrial dark wave new wave so if that's your stuff and you want to scare your parents the billy club master <laughs> chef new album hair care so if i like nine inch nails i'll probably like your band yeah sounds great signed up uh, all right take care guys hey all take right. care tully thanks See again man. man bye bye